Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Monday. We start the week that will include the NFL Draft. Always a big week if you are an NFL fan. We'll have you fully covered right here on the horn. Not the weekend Texas baseball wanted, but it was the weekend Texas men's basketball had been looking for for a while. We'll get into all that, plus drama. On top of drama, on top of storyline, in the NBA, we will get down to the latest player that may or may not have gotten hit into business, and what happened to the person that hit him, maybe, in the business. We'll get to all of it. It is Chad and Zay on this Monday. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Happy Monday, everybody. Yeah, interesting day. I'm feeling good, but... Yo, the baseball team, yikes. Woo! That's tough. Well, and let's face it, a little rougher when it's that other team, right? Oh, that team up north. Oh, yeah. it's rough. That's what rivalries are all about on the bad side. The good side of it, we all know. The bad side is when a certain team beats you, feels a little different. Feels a little different. In every sport, we always talk about it. It is special when the Longhorns and Sooners get together. But it is also that thing that it hurts a little more when you're on the business end and the Sooners swept the Longhorns in Austin. It wasn't Austin, wasn't it? They weren't playing that in Norman. Did we double-check that? Weather-affected things. Had to go double-header on Saturday. That didn't matter. Texas still lost the series in a sweep. 2-1 was Friday. Then it was 9-6 and 6-4 in those next two games. So they'll look to bounce back in their next one. Texas now 8-7 and seven in conference play. They were sitting in first place, and now they've slipped down a little bit. So Changes well, quick. Yeah, it can change. It can change really fast, especially in a kooky game like baseball. I'm, I'm Friday talking hot mess, talking about bring it on Sooners. Let's mm-hmm. get it. We in first place. Let's cook. It's time to go to Omaha. Now, ugh, how things could change in 48 hours. You kind of feel like Dylan Brooks right now. <laughs> <laughs> Talking a little noise and then feeling a certain other way. Nah, because I don't think he thinks that he, what he's doing is stupid. So yeah, I don't prob- feel like him. That's probably true. The NBA uh, will definitely uh, get some attention from us today as well. We will start with that Texas basketball stuff. Um, after I mentioned a couple things, uh, I will get you the Taylor Swift review. In the crap bag today, my ears did survive. The high-pitched squeal did not blow my eardrums out. That's good. We'll get you that review at 1245. Also, just to make sure I stay married, I should make sure I tell everybody it's my wife's birthday today. Oh, beautiful. There are people, my wife doesn't always listen to the show, but I know there are people that know my wife that sometimes listen to the show, and every once in a while she does peek in to make sure everything's you know smooth and I'm where I say I am. You know, I am where I say I am. So happy birthday to my lovely yeah, I, wife. Happy birthday, Wendy. You know, that means you got to step your game up 
Have you gotten the gift already? The gift has not been purchased as of yet. Nothing has immediately, nothing had jumped out to this point. I know where I'm going. I know what, I know what it is. It has not been purchased yet. What are you doing? I can't say it on the radio. I know that. No, I'm not. What are you yeah. doing as in what are you getting? Like, oh, what, like are you what are you Why doing? Why haven't you gotten yeah. it yet? No, no. There's, obviously, there's been a lot of focus going on. There was a lot of focus towards the kid and this concert or whatever, and we're literally driving towards the concert, and I'm thinking, you might want to <laughs> Like, your wife's birthday's Monday. Monday, brother. Yo, my wife's birthday is in a month. I'm already thinking about things. Yeah, yeah. Th- yeah it, it's... I, I can't afford to be slipping up and not be on time. My wife, she ain't having that. Yeah, my wife is very, very cool in a lot of ways, and she, she's understanding on these things. We got, we got some things in the, we got some things in the works. It's okay. just gonna have to get ramped up. And it's also, I, I did check with her a few weeks ago about, hey, your birthday's on a Monday. Like, do you want to go out? Yeah, it's always tough. There's too. always a standard of we're going out to dinner. You know, there's let's do a birthday dinner, but then she's thinking it'll be a long day of work, and I don't want to do. So we're still kind of trying to deal with those particulars, and yeah, so got to figure out a Monday birthday. So to anybody who's got a 4:24 birthday, uh, shout out to you as well today. So lots of stuff to get to. We'll get into some NFL draft uh, stuff, the technical side of the NFL draft that's got everybody talking. But let's start with Texas basketball, Zay. Texas men's hoops finally got a little good news. There'd been either bad news or no news for a while. And things kind of felt like it was on hold, and we're waiting for some things. There's a couple dates coming, one in May and one in June, that are big. But the weekend ended up big, and I guess it would have specifically been, were both of these stories yesterday? Yes. Okay. Uh, So the first thing I see is Shedrick, the big post, uh, forward post we talked about from Virginia that had visited. I saw that he had committed to Texas, and then I had missed, I guess, the earlier story of Extra good news, Dylan DeSue, Mr. Was it 28 and 10 in the big Penn Yeah, the, yeah that went over Penn State. Game, 28 and 10. Mm-hmm. Mr. 28 and 10 himself is going to come back for another year. Dylan DeSue coming back and Shedrick picking the Longhorns. That's some good news. Yeah, and right then you have one of the best front courts in the country, just like that. Just like that. And if you're Shedrick, you got to look at what Dylan DeSue did. And you got to be looking forward to when you get on the 40, adding some of that to your game. Because obviously, Coach Terry and the offense with Coach Donald Wald, they want to get the bigs involved. We know guards, you got to have guards to win the tournament, absolutely. But you have to have bigs that could do something too. Ask Adama Sonogo how big he was in the six games UConn won in this year's March Madness tournament. So, mm-hmm. you know, with all the pick and roll play where you could get those, you know, floater shots, those push shots that Dylan DeSue has, Caden Shedrick, we'll see if he could, you know, add that to his game because with Tony Bennett he really didn't have an offensive game only had six points the last two years averaged that and not too many rebounds he actually lost minutes this year from his previous season in 2022 and 2023 he had 18 minutes a game in 2022 he had 21 minutes a game so that might be a reason why he came down to the University of Texas I don't know I don't care I'm just <laughs> glad we got him and he's a cat that could catch the lobs he has a really good second jump watching his highlights he's a really good shot blocker uh, really athletic guy and again just with this Rodney 
complementary offense, he's going to have more opportunities to really showcase his offensive game. And again, with Dylan DeSue, if you have both of those guys in at the same time, man, that's going to cause a lot of trouble for the Big 12 and for the nation. Just we know with Dylan DeSue, what we saw in the tournament, his biggest thing is staying healthy. We got to keep him on the court. That's that's mm-hmm. his biggest thing, like staying healthy, sure. getting stronger, you know, in different ways. I know they got to still hire a strength coach with Riley leaving. But, yeah, this is a huge get for Coach Terry. A lot of people were nervous, including myself. When you had Arterio Morris dip the way he did, we still don't know why. You hear about, you know, people talking by his ear, whatever he left. You hear you still don't really know about Tyrese Hunter. Things are looking good of him coming back, but we still don't know. Dylan Mitchell, same thing with him. We don't know how it's looking with him testing out his draft, you know, uh, probability and seeing where he can may go in the draft and see what it might look like. So, I I dig it. I like to get those guys coming back, Dylan DeSue, and then Shedrick uh, transferring from Virginia, and now we're still waiting on Max Acemist, the Oral Roberts transfer, who was the Summit Player of the Year these past two seasons. Things are looking on the up and up for Texas basketball. And shout out to Coach Terry and this coaching staff for getting these guys. So, yeah, I was going to ask you if you're ready as a Longhorn fan to get a little bit greedy now. You got half the Dillons back that you're looking for. You uh, now think this could help the Dylan Mitchell discussion moving forward. Does this help that at all? I don't know because he's a forward. Yeah. Now, if, if you're Coach Terry and Dylan – Mitchell, what the scouts are going to tell him is, yo, you got to work on your ball handling. You got to work on your outside shooting. You got to work on your defensive IQ. Like, you have all the tools to be good at all these things, but that's the bright spot for Dylan Mitchell. The athleticism's there, you know, just the speed, the quickness, all of that's there. He just has to really get his skills tightened up in different ways. And if he could come back and develop an outside shot and work on that ball handling maybe he could play a small four three position so you could have those two guys you know you're not always going to play Shedrick and DeSue at the same time that's just you you can't do that Mm -hmm. and expect to succeed there's going to be teams that are going to play small and that might be a matchup nightmare depending on who else you have on your starting five but at the same time, Dylan Mitchell has a lot to work on. He's not NBA ready. He he just isn't. Does he have a lot of potential to go to the G League and develop? Yeah. And could he do that? Yes. Could he go overseas and make money now? Absolutely. But I feel like he likes Coach Terry. I think he loved his first year at University of Texas, even though it went up and down for him. And I think it'd be for his best interest and definitely as a fan yeah. for him to come back. And if he does, with Ron Holland coming in from Duncanville, the freshman who's going to get minutes next year, like he's definitely going to get minutes. Like It's, it's going to be hard to keep him off the floor. His basketball IQ is just too good. Even if he's not shooting well, he'll be able to still provide something because he's a good shot blocker, good defender, good rebounder even at 18 years old so Ron Holland's gonna play but again with no A.J. Johnson no Arterio Morris you know Serge Barry Rice Marcus Carr Christian Bishop Timmy Allen gone getting Shedrick and Dylan DeSue mm-hmm. back is big time are you seeing Mitchell at all on any mock drafts some oh. I see some where he's like picked in the 70s where there ain't no 70 pick okay and i see some that's got them going second round like at 32 oh okay so i i see mixed reviews which that's a long range that is that's a lot of variation that's that's nuts okay and there's no 59 60 pick this year 
So I, I don't know why there just isn't. Oh yeah, what it cuts at fifty seven? Yeah, fifty eight. Yeah, fifty eight. <laughs> There's no sixty, fifty nine. So that's two less spots yeah. that are going to be picked up. And people remember, if you're in the second round, you're not guaranteed a contract. Ask Greg right. Brown, who just got snip yeah. snipped. Yeah, the guaranteed money stops at that thirtieth pick. Yep. Right? Yeah. Uh, NBA draft coming up in June. Good news for the Longhorns. Desu coming back for another year and Shedrick coming in. Now you got to wonder, does Max Asmus, the kid coming from Oral Roberts, trying to find his new home, does this excite him? The idea of coming in, running the show, and having that kind of presence down low, like you said, maybe it's one of the best, maybe it's already the best set of big men in the Big 12. Does that excite Acemas and you know swing him from you know when trying to decide between K-State and Texas? Jones, if I'm a guard like him, it would. Because Dylan DeSue, we know you could throw the ball to him and he could go get you a bucket. Like, that's huge. Because now, once he starts hitting those jump hooks or those fadeaway jumpers, he's going to start bringing in double teams. Max Acemas, he's the one that brought double teams when he was at Oral Roberts. He never had guys that he could throw it to, and mm-hmm. they just caused so much attention to him because Max Acemas was the main guy. You're a Summit player two years in a row. You've yeah. averaged 22 points for the last three years. He was you're all the, the main attention. Guy. Yeah, you're right. everything for for that ball club. So that could be a lot, especially for a six-foot guard. So now, if he were to come to Texas, he would have bigs that could really help him out offensively and defensively. Like Shedrick, guys, when you get beat defensively, it's really nice to have a security blanket that you're going to run into for guys trying to throw layups and floaters in. Even if guys don't block shots, Shedrick going for those shot contests, that alters a lot of guys' shots, especially on the college level. Like, we're watching the NBA right now playoffs it's nuts the skill level the difference it's just crazy Mm -hmm. how skilled these guys are so it's tough to make those floaters and layups especially when you have a really good shot blocker defensive player like Shedrick so if I'm Max Acemas hell yeah those guys Dylan DeSue coming back and Shedrick uh, transferring I would definitely consider that when I'm making my decision out of Kansas State and Texas we will talk uh, more basketball coming up hit some NBA coming up at 1230 Zay was talking about that a lot going on as Golden State evened up a series as the Lakers uh, are ahead in the series and some drama going on there two more games coming tonight, uh, which includes the Lakers. We will get into all that at 12.30. Also, we remind you, we will all week long. We're three days away from the NFL draft, and there's a lot of different stories flying around. I would imagine Jalen Carter is really enjoying now. He wasn't enjoying a couple weeks ago, but he's liking it now. The stud defensive t- uh, tackle from Georgia, he was a part of a little, you know, he was a part of the, the drama for a little bit, but now it feels like that's all calmed down, and between him and Drew Rosenhaus, they've kind of calmed things down, and top 10 probably seems like where he's going but Zay this discussion around CJ Stroud and the second pick continues and I think it might be safe now to say that somebody or multiple somebodies want CJ Stroud to look bad don't know who it is and I'm not sure exactly why but now that we are to the leaked cognitive test part of this story I think it's safe to say somebody's trying to cast CJ Stroud in a bad light yeah it's fishy it's really fishy because, again, a month ago, said it last week, all we were hearing was either Bryce Young one, C.J. Stroud two. C.J. Stroud one, Bryce Young two. Yeah. That's all we were hearing. Yep. It was those guys. Like, C.J. Stroud could do no wrong. Then you hear the Brady Quinn, Manny Camp stuff. And now mm-hmm. you're hearing the 
S2 Cognitin test. Like, what? So this replaces, is this the old Wonderlick test? Is this a new test? What do I think so. This is like an updated version in a way? Yeah, an updated version separates athletes based on their visual learning, instinctive learning, impulse control, improvisation, while measuring how players process and make split-second decisions. Okay, so when I heard it described, I have not seen anybody taking the S2 test, but when I heard it, I thought, oh, is this some of the stuff Jameis Winston's been doing, standing on... <laughs> Standing on yoga stuff. balls with people throwing right. cards up in the air. But apparently it is like, you know, following a shape for a certain amount of time and different things like that. So this S2 testing, some of the scores supposedly got out, but now we have an updated story literally from the S2 people? Yeah. S2, Gongington dude, he basically said it's take it with a grain of salt. All the leaks that are coming out because some are false. And whatever. And when you say take it with a grain of salt, that means some are true, but some are a little fishy. And I don't know if the NFL is looking at him like, yo, with these league tests, we need to save our butts. You need to say this. Right. But can I get him to be a little clearer than that? Either say it's all garbage or we're sorry this got leaked. Right. But and we'll have the audio. I'll have the audio ready for us around two when we, when we break it down a little bit more. Why wouldn't you try to wipe it all away? I'm not trying. I don't want to dog out the guys that might have gotten 90 somethings, but why wouldn't you just say, look, this leak is, is crazy. You know how things can get. You need to disregard it all. Because I, I think some is true. Oh, I, I think some yeah. is true where he can't say that because that will lose his credibility. Yeah. You know, like now I feel like the NFL's putting them in the corner like, yo, this ain't good that this stuff's getting leaked. Cause it Will, ain't good at all. Because Will Levis and that other quarterback from, what's that guy's name, the, the lesser-known quarterback in this group? He's from like, is it Fresno State? Was oh, it? yeah, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Lerner, Sterner, Werner. Harner, H-E-H-A-E-N-E-R. Yeah. Hainer. I can't remember which school he went to. but he, well, Fresno State. It is Fresno State. Is Fresno okay. State. And he got like a 95 or 96. something, right? 96. My Ace bad. that thing. My bad. 96. Yeah, Bryce Young, basically perfect. 98. Oh, look at this. So, CJ Stroud, 18, though? Yeah. See, that's the thing. If you're First off, if you're going to leak, if, if we're leaking fake numbers, there's no reason to put 18 out there. Like, why would you, wouldn't you just, wouldn't you push that up a little Yo, bit? No, it's like the SAT. I think he got that for just putting his <laughs> name down. If you're right. If Come you're, on. Do I get 10 just for walking in and and that's a triangle okay 10 points 10 points that's good um i yeah i don't know how all that is going to work but it is wild that it would be that's that separated where it had always felt like stroud and young were so close in people's minds to where people were saying to the texans whoever you get it to is great it don't matter you're fine 1a 1b no big deal and then all of the sudden a couple weeks ago the separation really started to happen, and Vegas jumped in with those odds changing so much. And then all these little stories come in, and now you've got this cognition test thing going on. Uh, it's, it is a wild time, three days away from the draft. What will D'Amico Ryans and the Texans do at two? And is it based off of some of this stuff? Or is has it been created in a way by some of this stuff and the Texans may use a lot of this weird leaked information or stories or critiques will they use it to explain why they took a defensive guy you're hearing rumors about them not liking CJ Stroud because him and Deshaun Watson share the same agent you're now hearing the S2 test becoming the issue and being leaked to where 
CJ Stroud's percentage, like I, I can't even fathom. That's the one of the worst percentages I've ever seen. Like that, it seems bogus. And now we talked it, about somebody on Specs text line. You remember when they said Ryan Day should be t- taking offense to this and be should protecting his quarterback? He right. finally said something. He's surprised by the report of Stroud's test. Yeah, he's shocked. Like, uh, and if and if you are that agent of CJ Stroud, have we heard anything from? If you knew your guy didn't have an eighteen, wouldn't you let everybody know that? Hey, let's be very clear. Leaked scores are weird. Let me assure you, my client did not get an 18. Let me assure you of that. The lowest out of any quarterback in the draft. If you knew that was a fact, would you go then and say, come on now, this leaked stuff is wacky. Let me just. So, yeah, because then if you do that, are you calling into question, you know, the. The info itself, are you calling into question the test? I mean, there's a lot of different this, angles there. But, but if I knew my guy didn't get an 18, I might tell everybody But that. is this C.J. Stroud's way of going, John Elway, Eli Manning, I don't want to play for the Texans. So instead of me just flat out saying I don't want to play for the Texans because people will call me an a-hole and say, oh, this guy, <laughs> who does he think he is? I'm going to do it this way and just use this S2 test as – maybe get in the Texans' mind who are already second-guessing things, just keep them second-guessing even more. Like, we don't Ah, know. There's so many, you know what I'm saying? Like, Eli just straight up said, I ain't going to San Diego. I see. This ain't happening. So basically you pick up the phones like, "Uh, yes, can I have the Houston Texans, please? Yeah, Yeah, man, it's crazy. He got an 18. Yeah, okay, we'll talk talk to you later. Hey, give give me the Colts. Hey, Indy, what's up? Yeah, man, 88. Did you see that? It was an 88 on the test. He was incredible. I mean, is that what's going on? I've, it's weird. Somebody texted, C.J. Stroud threw the ball better to every part of the field than every quarterback in the class. I don't care how good he is at the whack-a-mole test. <laughs> <laughs> the people that watched him in Columbus were amazed at what he did. They all came out of it saying, yeah, he's, he's probably a little more accurate than Young is. He's got a lot of Jalen Hurts in him, like good leader, but knows how to have fun, which in the locker room, that's huge nowadays. And, yeah, I, I still don't see it. It's going to take a lot to convince me that C.J. Stroud won't be a perennial pro bowler. This is wild. If you're a Texans fan, let us know what you want to see on Thursday. Do you want that second pick to be C.J. Stroud if the you know all the young rumors are true and it's going to be Bryce Young? for Carolina. Do you want him to move that pick? Would you want him to move that pick even if it could go into the division to give him a quarterback? Or are you going to go with your head coach and be defensive minded and say, hey, go ahead and take Will Anderson. Just just forget about everything else. Take Will Anderson. You can figure out quarterback later on. Let us know what you're thinking. Specs text line 337-3776. The S2 cognition test is the latest thing to uh, to. Either clear up or cloud up this number two pick in the C.J. Stroud discussion. We'll continue to keep our eyes on that. We've got our really cool draft night event coming up at Pluckers. We'll be letting you know more about that as the week goes on. Go to hornfm.com if you want to find all that info. we got Joe Cook of Inside Texas coming up at 105. He's a Texans fan. We'll ask him what he wants to see happen on Thursday. Plus, what in the world did happen to that Texas baseball team over the weekend? Got swept by Oklahoma. We'll get Joe's thoughts on that and talk some other stuff uh, Longhorn-wise with him. The good news out of basketball with the two two guys coming in to help that front court out for Texas men's hoops. Up next, let's go to the pro side of hoops in the NBA. Golden State gets a couple wins and evens up a series, and the Lakers got a win 
but Brooks got ejected. The villain is the villain. LeBron was on the ground for a while. We'll get into those stories. Plus, in the crap bag at 1245, I'll get you the review of the Taylor Swift show in Houston. I did survive. Uh, Glad you're with us on a Monday. Hope you're having a good one. A lot going on. Keep it right here. It's the horn. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Chad and Zay. Was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. <laughs> well, the coming Oh my god. Alright, so. This is the perfect way to get me to miss a song because you're going to the 90s and stuff I was not listening to. This is the Hey Now You're a Rockstar song? Yeah. Is that right? It's a hit. Ah, here it comes. Um, God, I always get this wrong. It's a hit. Some people would say it's a smash. Ah, ah, ah. Well, uh, well, well played. Well played. That means it's um um thinking too hard. I know. No, and I know you just it was a perfect hint with Smash. Why can't I get the name though? Cause it's not I, uh, Smash Mouth? Smash Mouth. Oh my god, I knew there was Smash in it now. It was a perfect yeah. hint. Thank you. Well done. Jeez. Go to one Taylor Swift show, you don't know anything. Smash Mouth, ladies and gentlemen. I always miss that I messed that one up. And I'm glad I didn't say what I was going to say because it's always, I always guess the same thing. It's always wrong. So thank you. Smash Mouth is Hey Now You're a Rockstar. It's called Rockstar? No, All Star. I mean, All Star. Hey Now You're, okay. Hey Now You're a All Star. All right. Smash Mouth gets us started today. We'll get you the Taylor Swift review coming up at 1245. It was a wild night in Houston. Uh, also, a wild night around the NBA. Um, we'll get to that. Remember, Draft stuff comes up three days from now with the first round. We're out at seven different, I think it's seven or is it eight different, uh, Pluckers locations. It may be as many as eight different locations. I can, I think, run them down. Ty Henderson's going to be at 183. Aaron Hogan's going to be at the Y in Oak Hill. Zay, you're going to be at Lakeline, if I'm not mistaken. Our man Wags is in Round Rock. uh, um, Patrick Davis from Ball Don't Lie going to be on campus. Harge is going to be at the Link. And Rod Babers is at South Lamar. That's seven. I think it's seven. Did I forget anybody? That makes sense. Think I got them all? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I will be uh, hanging out over at 183 as well with uh, with our man Ty Henderson. Who's Oak Hill? You say Oak Hill? Did I say Oak Hill? That's Aaron Hogan. Aaron Hogan. If I didn't say it, Aaron Hogan at the Y in Oak Hill. So I think we're all covered on that. I will be at 183 with Ty Henderson. No truth to the rumors that I've been taken off the mic at 183 because of an investigation of cheating. That is just a lowdown. <laughs> That's right. Dirty rumor. Dirty you rumor. You cheating last year. It's a dirty rumor. Uh, how dare you for even thinking it, much less saying about it. about that. How dare you. It's a lot of fun on draft night. You get to come out. You can sign up to choose for any team you want. Obviously, a lot of folks want to go Texans and Cowboys, but we have a lot of transplants show up in their jerseys. It's a lot of fun. They'll show up in different jerseys, want to make a pick for their specific team. If you get the pick right, then the entire place gets a special. It's pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of fun. All my Leander, Cedar Park, Northwest Austin folk, uh-huh. come on down Lake Line. Yeah, going to see you at Lake Line. We're doing it big. There you go. Always a lot of fun at Pluckers for draft night. What will the Texans do at number two? What will it say about this C.J. Stroud discussion? Texans get 12, obviously, and then the Dallas Cowboys at 26. Are they just going to wait and pick at 26? Would they dare go up for something? 
And is that something Bijan? And where will Bijan Robinson be drafted? It would be a shocker, I think, if we get all the way out of this first round. If we're all done on Thursday night and Bijan doesn't have a team. Is that fair? That'd be weird. Because I get it that that's the thing you're supposed to do, but I'm going to put him at least in that Saquon Barkley discussion. Barkley was good enough he went single digits. He's just getting more and more hype. Bijan is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm seeing him on TV nonstop as of late. Yeah, with nonstop. All, with all due respect, if that quarterback from Florida and that quarterback from Kentucky and maybe even that quarterback from Tennessee that's coming off an injury, if all three of them can go in the first round, Bijan's going to go in the first round. Yeah. Sorry, he just is. Uh, somebody's going to break that rule. We'll see who that is going to be. And for all of those involved, if everybody gets out of the way, and applies the rule, and then the Eagles get him at the end of the first round, I will lose my mind. Just so I'm letting everybody know I'm going to lose my mind on Thursday if that happens as a Cowboys fan. All right, let's get into a little NBA talk, Zay. Wild and crazy stuff in the NBA. Where do we start? You want to start with Golden State evening things up? You want to start with LeBron's crotch? Where do we go? Yeah, I'll start with Golden State and what we saw last night because in Game 3, no Draymond Green, got kicked out because of game two, stomping on Sabonis, okay. Kings, that's your must win. They are wounded. They don't have all their players. You're going into their place, and you're the top seed. That's a must win when you're trying to beat this championship team because now after last night, it's 2-2, and the Dubs have all the momentum. And shout-out to Draymond Green for what he did in game two. He completely changed that whole narrative on this series with how he approached game four and letting Steve Kerr know, as a leader does, you got to do what's best for the team. Letting Steve Kerr know, yo, Steve, I'm good coming off the bench. Steve Kerr said, are you sure you want to do that? Are you okay with that? The report was it was his idea. Yeah, it was his idea. He suggested yeah, it. Yeah, Steve Kerr was yeah. shocked. I heard Draymond on his podcast. You know he's going to talk about it. Oh, of course. He talked about it. He said, yeah, Steve was shocked. And Steve said, what about basically your feelings? And Draymond looked at him and said, F my feelings. What? It's about the team. I've already put us in a bad situation by not playing in game three. And what Keon, uh, what Looney did in game three with the nine offensive boards, just giving all the Warriors second chance points so Steph could have another chance of hitting the three. Uh, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, all those guys, and then coming back with an excellent uh, game four performance with 14 rebounds. We start him. And now Jordan Poole's got his groove back. He had a solid 22 last night, 8 of 15 shooting. He was playing that street, you know, playground style of play that he's so famously known for playing. He's got that mojo back. So all of these guys are clicking. Everybody played well for the Warriors that got clock. You know, Gary Payton the second, he didn't play much. DiVincenzo, he didn't play much. But their main guys, Looney played well. Andrew Wiggins got a rhythm. Steph Curry's been excellent. Like, he's a two-time MVP, one of the greatest shooters ever. Like, he ain't going to go down without no fight. He's a winner. Mm -hmm. This team, they're full of winners. Steve Kerr, they're all winners. And the Kings, they messed up. Like, Sabonis, he hasn't looked the same since he got stomped on. He hasn't. He's had decent games, but Looney's outplayed them game three and four. That can't happen. You're a three-time All-Star. You're one of the best players on the team. De'Aaron Fox, if it wasn't for his spectacular play, which this is his coming out party to the world, he's been amazing. And Steph almost blew it last night. He really did. Calling that timeout, Chris Webber style, C. Webb probably somewhere saying, hmm, 
mm, I've seen that before. Yeah. Well, almost I, blew it. The only difference, of course, is the technological difference. They took, they challenged something and lost it. So that's what took the last time out away. Steve Kerr tried to take the blame by saying, man, I should have realized that and said it to my team. I didn't say it out loud to my team. Steph admitted, yeah, man, when we challenged it, I didn't realize that we lost. When we lost that challenge, it didn't register with me. But he still blamed himself. He said, yeah. I, I can't do that. He goes, I thought I was brilliant at that moment when I turned and signaled that timeout. And he goes, then I look at my bench and everybody's shaking their head like, no, Steph, no, man. So, but, but then in the end, back to Draymond Green, his defense on that last play, making sure Fox doesn't take that last shot and saying, you know what, if my former teammate, Mr. Barnes, is going to hit this shot, I'll have to eat it. But I'm not letting Fox be the guy. That was a great move A great move for Golden State. He had three defensive possessions last night that showed why he's a Hall of Famer, one of the best defenders of all time. Say what you want about him. I know he's a loon. I know he's a nut. Yep. I know he's all these things. Absolutely. But when it comes to just basketball, yeah. this dude's basketball IQ is one of the best I've ever seen. And... It's not always blocking shots and getting steals and diving on loose balls. It's having the rest of his four teammates all locked in defensively because he knows everybody's role. That's how good he is defense. Like you remember when Dennis Rodman was on uh, the Last Dance and he was talking about like scientifically how he gets rebounds. If it goes off this way, it goes off that way. If it right. goes that way, yeah, like, yeah. like Draymond has that in him. Knows the angles. Like he knows the angles. Yeah. He sees the game different defensively. So bonus, he had it was like a two on one break where Draymond was by himself. So bonus called it. He tried to drive in the lane. Draymond just ripped him with one the right hand and then kicked the ball with the left to the other side so his teammate could get it. Yep. One of the next plays down, so Bonus tries to go out. Draymond blocks his shot, then yells in his oh, face. Oh, that scream was excellent. Oh, it was just the whole arena. I felt that at the crib. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yo, this dude's on another level. And then what you mentioned, him helping on De'Aaron Fox with such a horrible play to run at the end. I know what they were trying to do. They were trying to get Steph in a mismatch, but if, you're use- if Draymond Green's already guarding De'Aaron Fox – he knows he's going to help Steph. You're going to live if Harrison Barnes shoot. If Harrison Barnes hits the shot, right? You have to. Cool, cool. We'll take it. You just got to shake his hand and move. Yeah, yeah. But Harrison Barnes knows what was on the line. He knows how big that shot was. All that he went through with the team yeah. that was definitely going through his head as he was releasing that thing. Yeah, definitely. Everybody as a Warriors fan, you know what Harrison Barnes meant to that 2015 squad. He knows what he meant to that team. They got rid of him for Durant and won without him. That's a huge miss. And now you're going back to Sacramento 2-2. I could see the Dubs getting it done in the next two games. Right now, that is the only 2-2 series. You got that one sitting at 2-2. Philadelphia has already swept. Sixers are waiting on their next opponent. You have four different teams. Knicks, Boston, Denver, Phoenix, and Miami. Uh, excuse me, not Miami. Uh, Phoenix up 3-1. Four different teams up 3-1. Tonight, you got Miami and the Lakers trying to go from 2-1 to 3-1. So we'll definitely be talking some NBA. If you uh, watched it over the weekend, let us know what you thought. Specs text line 337-3776. We will get into that LeBron situation at some point. Dylan Brooks playing all the way into that villain role and then griping about it after the game. Uh, we got to get into all of that. It's like murdering somebody and then surprised when the cops kick the door in. <laughs> like, it doesn't what? make any, like, what I do? What? Don't slip on that blood, but <laughs> What? <laughs> 
What's the deal? I don't understand. Yeah, we got we got to talk about that, man. What is going on with that guy? Uh, Joe Cook of Inside Texas and on three dot com coming up at one oh five. Longhorn baseball gets swept. Longhorn men's basketball gets the good news of those two post players uh, showing up. One from the transfer portal and one coming back for another year. And obviously, uh, we will talk to him about the draft as well. Joe is a Houston area guy, so I want to get his thoughts on the Texans and the CJ Stroud thing and kind of what's going. On up next, though, in the crap bag, I'll give you some thoughts on Taylor Swift in 2023. Oh my god, I'm an old man. This is the horn. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach, you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip, you ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Chad and Zay. She used to be an iron horse 20 years ago. Used to bring the mail to me through the ice and snow. Oh, we got a hell of a story going on here. Look out. The princess of the night? Princess of the night. Is that what he just said? Uh, let's see. This sounds like it's a little bit out of my time frame, but I'm going to go to my, uh, my standby guess. Saxon? There we go. There we go. That voice is, even though I haven't listened to a ton of Saxon, his voice usually, usually, you know, locks in. He's one of my favorite lead singers of all time because the guys that never move from the haircut, I love it. The guys that, like, their hair is the same length for 50 years. That's the Saxon guy. Like, the Saxon guy used to have the long hair, and I'm sure it was black, I'm sure, back in the day. But then the one time I got to see Saxon live years ago, it was all gray. But it was still long. He was like, yeah, screw you. I'm keeping it long. I don't care. I'm just, I'm the lead singer of Saxon. What do you want me to do? I can't, I can't get the uh, Quinn Ewers haircut. Nobody's going to respect that. Not in my world. I got to keep it long. Saxon and Smash Mouth get us started today. More musical stuff coming here in the crap bag in just a second. By the way, speaking of music, uh, Ball Don't Lie is coming up with Rod and Harge and Patrick Davis. Patrick Davis always doing a great job bringing music to that show. The guys love to talk music like we do. Also tonight on Soccer Matters, Glenn Davis taking a little bit of a detour musically and uh, has a cool interview with Jesse Dayton. If you're a local music fan, may want to check that out tonight on Soccer Matters at Seven. Cool interview there. All right. um, Let's get into the crap bag, and I will tell you about Taylor Swift in Houston. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. It's brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Yes, I survived Houston and a Taylor Swift show on Saturday. Most important thing, my daughter had a great time. Everything went smoothly. Nice. We got her to the show in time. She was interested in the two opening acts. We got her there to the seats in time. Uh, Everything was... Now, I didn't account for the air conditioner blowing so hard on us at the top of NRG. We weren't exactly front row. Uh. So that was a little bit of a challenge, but we had a layer. We'd pick... 
Thankfully, we brought one layer. Now, my daughter got that layer, and my wife wasn't thrilled that there was not a second or third layer. Yeah. We almost had to bust out the merch, the, the sweatshirt merch we bought, the, the hoodie merch, to wear it. And my daughter was like, no, no, nobody can wear the hoodie. I'm like, I just bought the hoodie. If we need it, we're going to wear it. So you need to stop. Anyway, um, no, but she had a great time and, uh, and thoroughly loved the show. I, I got everything I wanted out of that show in terms of her experience, but I also, Zay, just wanted to see it. And this is my first just mega pop show that wasn't rock-oriented or kind of metal-oriented. Because I've seen big shows from... You know, but it's always been a band. It's been the Stones. It's been Kiss. It's been you know Judas Priest or Iron Maiden or all that stuff I was into. Def Leppard, Bon Jovi. You saw Jay Z though, right? I did see Jay Z. Yeah. Now that wasn't when I was a teenager though. Ah, okay. That was a little later on, and and I have seen Jay Z. And then and that's a that's a decent argument. That was you can tell me if that was the that wasn't the height to me though. That was Blueprint Three, Jay Z. Oh yeah, like 2011. That's not the peak. No. Right. So this is, I feel like I'm seeing this artist as they are top of their game. Um, so 62,000 plus wow. at NRG. I heard she goes three hours, too. How long was it? I timed her, because I'm a nerd. I time every show. I had her at 310. Oh, Taylor. Zay, I had her at 310. Go, went on basically at 655, sorry, 755. Off at 11.10. Wow. That's impressive. And I'm going to tell you what. Talk about stamina. They stayed with her every step of the way. The fans. I've been to enough shows to watch even diehard fans sit down, murmur, and go to the bathroom. I watched it happen tons. This is one of our new songs. (laughs) I've heard it and seen it so many times. And I'm not telling you that old folks didn't sit down. The moms weren't sitting down sometimes. Um, But... My daughter and those teenage fans that were locked in, they stayed with her for three hours and ten minutes. When she sang the ten-minute version of a song that used to be shorter, that she made ten minutes, they wanted it. They wanted every bit of the ten minutes. And if she'd tried to sing the six-minute version, they'd have been pissed. They wanted the ten minutes. It was crazy. They were with her every step of the way. It's one of my favorite shows now for the artist wants to do it their way, the fans want it their way, and it actually came together in one moment. It was pretty magic to watch. Where I'm like, wow, they're all into this. She wants to be here for three hours and ten minutes. And they want her to be here for five. Right. Okay. And well, it was a well put together show. Visually incredible. What they can do with the stages and stuff now is amazing. And Zay, this is the first time I've been to a show where you get the wristband that's got the lights on it. Oh, man. Have you, you really went pop. Dude, I've never been to a show like they don't do. They weren't doing this in metal back in the day. No, Molly Crew didn't get down with that. By the way, if you're going. Yeah, because back in the day, the last thing they want to do if you're headed to an Ozzy show is give you something walking in that you could beat someone with or poke <laughs> someone in the eye with. Right? right, right, right. So we go in, wear those wristbands and the 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 stuff they can do with those lights and the colors. It was incredible. Uh, so, yeah. Three hours and ten minutes, over 40 songs. Now, she does have to trim some of them down. Yeah, you got to. But over 40 songs, between 40 and 45 songs performed. And they were singing all of them, huh? Oh, and my daughter knew every lyric. My wife and I were kind of looking. At, we were on either side of her. We were kind of looking. I looked behind. We were looking at each other like, man, <laughs> every word. It, it. Taylor would start and say two words of a song, and she is already screaming what it is. Sometimes she'd lean over and tell me. Sometimes she was just screaming. Yeah. So it was great. Uh, so, yeah, it was cool. NRG, first time I'd ever been to a really big-time show there. The only other one I saw was, like, Kiss at the Rodeo. That doesn't count. 
those rodeo shows are freaky to me anyway, especially in a big venue. But it was cool, man. She filled the thing. Here's how much of a connection she's got with these with these people. And I'm sorry to my daughter for telling this story because she was slightly embarrassed. But it was awesome. Somewhere in the middle of this show, Taylor Swift is out kind of at the edge of the, the stage, right? Sort of on our end. Taylor Swift smiles at some random person, fan in the stands, and waves. My kid waved back. <laughs> Stop it! I was like, wait. Huh? All the way up in the nosebleeds? She waved back. <laughs> but you know what? I thought to myself, okay, Chad, be honest. That night when Mick Jagger came over to your side of the stage and said, Hey, how's everyone doing over here? What did you do? I screamed back at him. You gotta participate. What's up, Mick? You gotta I love participate. You, baby. Yeah. I-, I lost my head. Just oh, like she that's did. Funny. It was great. She waved back at Taylor Swift. How it was her, unreal. How are the outfits? Um, did, did you, how, was she changing a lot? I feel like she has to. She Three do- hours, that's, a, that's yeah. a long time. You gotta start changing stuff. She like. was definitely changing outfits. She's got ten albums. It's called the Eras Tour, and each era is basically an album. So uh, I would bet she probably wore ten different outfits. And they changed it real quick. There was never, they didn't break for a drum solo, guitar solo, anything like that. All they broke for was the little transitions of stage stuff and her changing. And then she'd get back up there. I read an article in the Houston Chronicle breaking it down. Uh, She got comparisons to Madonna, Beyonce, and somebody else. Maybe Shania or Cher got mentioned in there. But that's kind of the, the world she's in now. There aren't many artists right now that could pull off what she is pulling off. Beyonce immediately came to my mind. I was thinking, who else could do this? What other female could do this? Because there's just something about it. I'm not trying to dog male artists. It's just a male artist would not have presented that exact thing. So I'm just trying to think. Female artists with a female crowd of teenagers that would be, I thought of Beyonce. I thought of Lizzo. But Lizzo's kind of on the way up right now. Lizzo, yeah, Lizzo ain't where she at. I don't know if Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo might have two albums, three. Right. Lizzo tops. can't go 62,000 right now. Ooh. And that's three in a row. Three nights in a row, nobody else has done that at NRG, except now Taylor Swift. So I give her her respect. It was a hell of a show. And I dig some of the Taylor. I'm not a super fan, but I dig some of the early stuff. My daughters made me listen to everything from each album. You know, I'm a nerd, I'm a snob. So I was familiar with a lot of what I heard. And I wanted to hear some of the more evil, nasty. I like the Taylor is a bad guy songs. So I wanted a little more of that. Like I got, she's going after the exes. Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. I got some of that that I wanted. And then some of the big pop hits that I just don't hear a lot of songs like that performed live. It's cool to hear. And, and congrats to all those young ladies mainly, but young kids in that crowd. You didn't scream loud enough where I was distracted. You screamed where you were supposed to. You shut up when you needed to. I basically heard everything Taylor said. So well done. You know, I'd become a Taylor fan, and I'd probably listen to her music more if she said the ex's names on stuff. If she told like, you? If she came out, and you know what song, like you hear the song where she's talking about John Mayer, and she says, if you hate John Mayer, then say a hell yeah, <laughs> like Stone Cold style. Cutting promos yeah, on hate, people. <laughs> you hate now, John Mayer, say a hell yeah, and now, everybody gets into it. I'd be with Taylor then. Now, to be fair, I don't know that she does. She doesn't do it on all of them, and she certainly doesn't do it that way. There is literally a song called Dear John, though, and okay. supposedly it's about John Mayer. There we go. She got That's that start. She at least got that clear one time. That's a start. But yes, she doesn't really go into that stuff where it's like, so... Anybody ever See? dated an actor? And then she doesn't do that. I wish she would, though. I'm with you. I want her to get a Anyone look. Anyone ever dated a D-bag actor? I don't mind the caddy version. It's just it's the path she's chosen. And 
She's yeah, she's real honest. I think sometimes about what she is, and she's done a lot of that autobiographical stuff, and only a little bit of the other stuff. Most musicians go the other way. Most musicians make up a lot of stuff and then do a little bit of autobiographical. Right. Taylor just opens that book up and says, here we go. It was a lot of fun, uh, and I hope everybody got to and from safely. I'm sure a lot of you may have ended up taking daughters, sisters, brothers, sons, whoever wanted to go. I saw a lot of cool pictures. So uh, to all those girl dads out there that took your daughters to see Taylor Swift, uh, I hope you had a good time. Did you post anything? I haven't seen your pics yet. What's up? I have not. Per- I didn't personally post anything because that's oh, not. Slipping. It's not what I do at concerts. But my wife posted something in the horn retweeted. I think. Okay, let me I go think, check that. I out. I think there was a couple things. If you need a picture or two, I can get it for you. The sparkly shoes went off pretty well. Sparkly shoes were, were any good. Any compliments, any murmurs like uh, the I got, Harry Styles I got, concert? No, nah, we didn't get as many compliments because it wasn't as loud an outfit. I got yeah, the I shoe like comp- Got the shoe compliments, and I didn't see one other person wearing my caddy Taylor T-shirt about Jake Gyllenhaal. So I, I felt like I was special. Nice. Nobody else was wearing my shirt. Look at you. I was alone in that. What was the man-to-woman ratio? Whew. Um... <laughs> Man. I know we gotta get to break, but I just need to know a couple more things. I, I mean, just as a, I would guess nine to one easy. Ooh, I'll put it this way: on the, I walked into a bathroom, used it, walked out, and then realized it had been changed from a men's room to a women's room, and I didn't realize it. They did that on multiple bathrooms on our level and around the, around the stadium. So you had to hunt. Yep. Once I realized that, the next time I had to go, yes, I had to go. They would take. Say out of like four bathrooms, four men's rooms along a mezzanine, they took two of them and made them women's rooms. That's pretty genius. Yep. That's pretty smart. Because they knew. They knew the numbers. Yeah. They knew the math. And let me just say, when I walked into that bathroom, I got to choose whichever urinal I wanted. There were like eight of them, ten of them. I'm an NRG. I was, it was, I was, I was king of the world wherever I needed to go. All right, coming up, we'll talk to a guy who knows NRG pretty well. He's been there a few times. Joe Cook, Inside Texas, on 3.com. What does he want the Texans to do on Thursday? And we'll talk the good and bad of the Longhorns. Good for the men's basketball team getting those post players that they're looking for in a couple different ways. And bad. The baseball team getting swept by OU. We'll get Joe Cook's thoughts on all of it coming up on the Horn.